Rocking across the USA for the past 24 years, David Essel Live is America's positive radio talk show. Welcome aboard, gang, as we rock your world with the top guests in the universe regarding your mind, body, spirit, wealth, and more. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-TALK, 800-548-TALK. Text us during the show, 941, and i got to tell you, we have coming up in a minute Dr. Alyssa Dweck, co-author of the book, V is for Vagina, and we have a ton of texts that have come in with questions for Dr. Dweck. Some of them are quite interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my Lord. Proud to be part of the iHeart Clear Channel uh, premier radio network. And uh, broadcasting live as we do every Saturday out of Studio E, Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard. This is going to be an awesome interview. I know one of the things we, for 24 years, we've loved to bring the concept of sexuality into the mainstream where people in the past have been so embarrassed to say the word V or to talk about masturbation or orgasm or all that kind of stuff. We've been doing it for 24 years and we are really happy. To have Dr. Alyssa Dweck with us, OBGYN, she's on the Health Advisory Board for Family Circle Magazine and co-author of the book, V is for Vagina, your A to Z guide to periods, piercings, pleasures, and so much more. Dr. Dweck, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Hey, I've got to ask you this question. Are you any relation to Dr. Carol Dweck out of Stanford? I hope so, because she's really an idol of mine, and I love her information, and she's incredibly bright, so I hope I'm distantly related to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do that that thing they check online, you know, to see about um, our, our family history, because we've had her on several times, uh, Dr. Alyssa, and she rocks. She's really great. But anyway, yes. you know, it, it's, it's not the most common of last names, so I thought I would just figure and ask you that, you know? I'm glad you did. Yes. Okay. So we have a ton of very interesting questions, but but my my the way I'm going to start it off is, is this: What was it in all in your work? What was it that that was the the tipping point that pushed you into creating such uh, an interesting and versatile book, Vias for Vagina? Oh well, I love that question, and I'm so glad you asked. And it's so appropriate with the way you introduced the subject matter. What really pushed me into this? Uh, subject matter and book is exactly what you said about the taboo associated with the vagina. And I have to tell you, women corner me in all areas, the grocery store, the gym, wherever I am, because they want to have information about the vagina. They will whisper to me in my ear, is this normal? Is this normal? People want to know if things are normal down there, if you will. So we thought the book would be a really great way to address this in a fun, chatty type of way. Yeah, and it is. It's very easy to read. Oh, my Lord. Do you know, there's, there was another radio host in my studio today before we went on air, and his girlfriend was standing out looking through the window, and he was in here talking to me. He picked up the book, and he goes, oh, my Lord. And he started flipping through it. He goes, this is great. And he wanted to take it. <laughs> I said, hey, wait a minute. I'm, I'm interviewing this author tonight. You can't have it. Leave it here. Um, Thank you. Um, Yes, yes. And, and now, women and orgasm. So here's a, let me give you a text that came in this afternoon. Um, a lot of my girlfriends talk about having multiple orgasms. I don't have any idea what they're talking about. I'm a 40-year-old female. It seems like I orgasm once and then I'm done. Is there a way that I can be trained to have more than one, the multiple orgasms everyone else is talking about? Well, first of all, not everybody is having multiple orgasms all the time, every time they experience orgasm. It is a special thing, and for some women, it's a lot easier to attain than others. I would advise this woman to consider 
trying to experiment with herself a little bit, whether it's with a partner or on her own, and perhaps with a small self-stimulator that really enhances clitoral stimulation, because that's really how most women attain orgasm. Many women will not attain orgasm with, say, vaginal penetration or traditional intercourse as easily as they will with manual clitoral stimulation. And the issue with multiple orgasm is that there's no interruption between feeling those uh, really pleasurable feelings of release and contraction in between episodes. So, yes, I do think that somebody can train themselves to do this, but it takes a little bit of practice and certainly some privacy and some experimentation with yourself. Dr. Alyssa, isn't isn't it true that, and, and maybe this goes for men as well, but that most of us and a lot of women really don't know their bodies and what creates intense pleasure for themselves? Agree. Completely agree. And I think some people just feel that it's a taboo uh, it, it, situation. Some people have blockades, whether they be cultural or religious or the way they were brought up, or they simply don't have privacy or a partner that they feel comfortable with in order to try to experience such pleasure. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. I'm a single woman and I have a question about masturbation. How many times per day is too much where it would be considered an addiction? That's a good question. I'm not sure we can really quantify it in number of times per day, but certainly if masturbation habits are occurring so frequently that they're interfering with your day-to-day activities or interfering with relationships that you're having with other people or isolating you from general day-to-day stuff, something seems to be awry. Yeah. So now, and this goes into the whole thing about people having different levels of sex drive, right? Yeah. I mean, it it could be normal for someone to orgasm multiple times. And, and I loved what you said, as long as it doesn't interfere with your relationship or your day-to-day activities. But, but if someone just naturally has a really high sex drive, then multiple orgasms a day or masturbating several times a day may be okay. Again, I hate to put a, a formal number on what's too much or too little. There's certainly people have different sexual appetites. There's no question about it. Uh, men and women have diff- different sexual appetites when compared to each other, and then certainly right. certain women will have higher appetites than others. I think some of this goes along with just what's going on in your in your general life. You're going to have certain times of your life, maybe when you're under stress or with illness or. Uh, things going on in relationships where your sexual appetite is going to be very low and other times where it's really going to be very high and soaring. Some of this also is related to hormonal status. So we may see women just uh, who are not towards the menopausal time having slightly higher appetites at certain time and lower at certain times. The menstrual cycle has a lot to do with this. So for sure, women have a soaring libido during the mid-cycle when they naturally could conceive and get pregnant, and I believe that would be nature's way of helping you to uh, yes. have intercourse at the time that you could get pregnant most easily. Right, and we have an interesting question when we come back from the break that we'll do about the, the pregnancy thing. Here's another one. My husband, 40 years old, has benefited greatly from Viagra. Is there a such thing as female Viagra? Please ask the doctor. We are waiting for this. Believe me, I think that uh, would be a a gift to many, many women if we had a simple answer or a simple pill that could 
enhanced libido in women who are suffering with low libido. And there certainly is a medication that's on the horizon. The name of it is flabanserin, and it is being brought in front of the FDA now to help with women who have low sexual desire. So I have high hopes and optimism about this. Awesome. Dr. Alyssa Dweck is my guest. We're going to go to a quick break. Dr. Dweck, stay right there with us. The website, drdweck.com, co-author of the book, Vias for Vagina, Your A to Z Guide to Periods, Piercings, Pleasures, and so much more. I love her energy. She rocks. We will come back with more questions for Dr. Dweck and get your questions answered right here, live on air. Do not be embarrassed. Be real. Be open. Ask those questions that you've been afraid to ask. And don't forget, if you have friends and family members that miss the show live, but you know they need to hear it at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, my interview with Dr. Alyssa Dweck will be posted on our website, talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. And it's time. Time to start living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, at talkdavid.com. We're giving away 1 million copies of The Power of Focus, and it's free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Are you ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th, for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, success and miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to talkdavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's talkdavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. Talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. You know, I, I just noticed that Nathan picked this ooh and ah music video to accompany my guest, Dr. Alyssa Dweck, as we're talking about orgasms. That was very clever, Nathan. Very, very good job. Dr. Alyssa Dweck, co-author of the book V is for Vagina, your a to Z guide to periods, piercings, pleasures, and so much more. Dr. Dweck, more uh, text coming in. Some interesting ones. Um, oh, here, here's another one about uh, orgasms. I hear all the time, 32-year-old woman, about the G-spot. How do you find it? Where is it? And what does it do? Right. So this is a little bit controversial, but most people agree that there is an actual G-spot in the vagina that is incredibly erogenous and really, really sensitive. 
I guess the best way to find it is to describe it as following. If you were to insert your index finger in the vagina with your palm up and make sort of a come here motion with your finger, you should be touching your G-spot. So that's where it is. Oh, now, does does every woman it, 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 does every woman have one? Question number one. Number two is every woman's G spot as sensitive as everyone else's? I think that's a loaded question. Most likely, everybody has one. Its existence has been a little controversial. However, I do believe it exists, and I think some women have just found it or really learned to enjoy it, and others maybe not so much. Okay. But potential okay. is there for everybody. Love it. Uh, okay, now here's the first question from a guy. <laughs> I love this question. Uh-oh. All right, here we <laughs> Actually, there's two male questions coming up. Um, number one is, when is it, and this is in quotation, impossible for my girlfriend to get pregnant? <laughs> right. Essentially, never. It is always possible. Uh, okay. If your girlfriend has a really regular cycle, typically she can predict around when she would be ovulating. And if you avoid intercourse on or around those days, you're typically usually safe. I think to be on the safe side, you'd be better off to consider some other sort of birth control if you really don't want a pregnancy to result. Okay, love it. Now, this next one. I I saw my girlfriend reading the book Fifty Shades of Grey. I actually took it when she was done, and I'm wondering, do most women want to experience that whole thing with restraints, submission, etc.? What do you think, doctor? I think that's a great question, and the answer is, I'm really not sure most women want to experience those exact activities, but what I will say is there's an element of really the forbidden in that book, and it's described in such a sensual way, and there's clearly a very erotic relationship going on, whether it involves bondage and whatnot or not. It's it's really emotional, and I think that's why so many women bonded with this book and enjoy it so much. BDSM activities are certainly exciting for some people, really a turn-off for others, and again, everybody has different things that turn them on and off, but there's just so much more in that book, the forbidden particularly, that really is the erotic portion. You know, Dr. Dweck, I have worked in counseling for the past 25 plus years, and I am always amazed that when, and especially a woman will come in and she'll want validation for doing things outside of the traditional on my back, having right. my boyfriend, husband, you know, and, and they're, they're, first of all, they're very nervous to bring it up. And secondly, they think there's something wrong with them when they start to walk onto the erotic side of life. That is that pretty normal? Do you see that too? I see that all the time, and I think what's wonderful about this book series and so many other uh, books is that it really allows the imagination to roll, and so, so much of what's erotic in this book is the way women, or men for that matter, are interpreting what's going on. What do these characters look like? How are, what is their body language like with each other? And the imagining what's going on is, is part of the eroticism of the series. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Another one is using adult videos and pictures to arouse and enhance our sex life. Okay. And normal. Not only is it okay and normal, it's often suggested to help to spice up an otherwise 
little bit of a monotonous relationship, particularly for couples who have been together for years and years and years, and they want to get rid of some of the boredom in the bedroom, it's very reasonable to enhance sexuality with some erotica, whether it's in the form of actual porn, movies, soft porn, romantic novels, erotica, whatever works for that couple. I love it. That's great. Okay, here, here's a, this is another one from a guy. Um, my current girlfriend would fall underneath the category of being called a squirter. Extremely <laughs> liquid, outrageous flow. Is this orgasmic fluid or urine or what? <laughs> this is not urine most of the time. So this is probably female ejaculation. Some women really ejaculate quite a bit of fluid during orgasm. Other women really will notice not much. There's a lot of secretions and mucus secretions and uh, lubricant, if you will, that comes out during uh, sexual activity. But some women actually do squirt fluid during orgasm. It comes out of some of the glands inside the vagina. And I think the amount is individual and varies, but that is not abnormal. It is a rare occurrence for women to urinate during intercourse. It can happen, but I would suspect that the way this man is describing his uh, comment, that that's not the case here. And can anyone become a quote-unquote squirter, or is that a genetic predisposition towards that? I'm really not sure. I I have to uh, say I'm just not sure, but I know some women will truly ejaculate more often than not, and others have never experienced it. Mm. Now, now we have two and a half minutes left. We're talking with Dr. Alyssa Dweck, co-author of the book, Vias for Vagina, your A to Z guide to periods, periods, piercings, pleasures, and so much more. The website, drdweck.com. Dr. Dweck, in the early 90s, and I cannot remember her name, I interviewed a woman who was traveling around the U.S., and her whole goal was to teach female girls how to orgasm through masturbation so that they did not equate that feeling with having to have a man inside them. Okay, I can't say I'm familiar with this, but I'd love to hear more. Yeah, and and I and what her goal was was is that if if more teenagers learn that they can bring that orgasm to themselves without a man inside them, that it might decrease teenage pregnancy and all kinds of other things. What are your what are your thoughts on that 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 comment or that belief system? Well, I have no personal comments on it in terms of you know there's no judgment passed at all. I think that a lot of young women need to experiment with themselves in order to then know how to guide their partners in the future. So it's Mm. a perfectly natural thing to consider masturbation. And for some of my patients who come in and are having trouble achieving orgasm, I often will recommend self-stimulation with or without a vibrator in order to better educate themselves as to what feels good, what doesn't, and how they can educate their partners. So I think yeah. it's a valuable lesson. Cool. You know, we, we have a minute left. I want to tell you, you rock. You are oh, so gifted. You. you are so gifted, not just with your knowledge, but with your approach to radio interviews, how your answers are, are specific and they're on point. You're, you're great. And we want to get you back. I, Would I be my know. my pleasure. 
Yeah, Dr. Alyssa, there's so many more areas that we that we can uh, approach. And, and you know, my goal is like yours. Our goal is to get it out in the open, make people more comfortable. They can blush a little bit, but learn a lot. How does that sound? <laughs> Sounds great to me. <laughs> okay, perfect. Dr. Alyssa Dweck, we will rebook you and get you back on the show. And you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. You as well. Thank you again. You're welcome. Dr. Alyssa Dweck, co-author of V is for Vagina, the website, drdweck.com. And tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, anyone who has missed this interview, let them know. It's going to be up and live at our website, talkdavid.com. We're going to be getting to more of your questions and answers and your emails and your calls, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Email us, nine or text us, I should say, 941-266-7676, I'm David Essel. Stay there. I love the concept of teaching teen, teen girls about masturbation. I think it's so important that they get to know their body. I'm not sure if it would decrease teen pregnancy, but that would be a wonderful end result. The biggest question is, how the heck do you start? What a great question, right? How do you start talking to your child about masturbation? And you know what? I, I think it could be something as simple as, and I say as simple as, not that it means it's easy, but as simple as I want to sit down and talk to you about our body parts. Going through, you don't have to be a medical doctor as long as mom knows what her body parts are and how to talk about it. You know, a lot of moms don't want to talk to their, their teenagers when they start their period, right? They just go, oh, here, go put this inside. What's going on, mom? Why am I bleeding? What is all that about? To be able to express what's happening and to talk about what's happening builds so much trust be- between mom and dad or mom and daughter. Let me tell you a great example again yesterday. Uh, and for those people that don't know all that I do outside of radio, of course, we write books. Our eighth one is coming out in two weeks called Angel on a Surfboard. It's a, it's a spiritual novel about love. But um, then Monday through Friday, eight hours, ten hours a day, I work one-on-one with clients from all over the U.S. And I was working with a client yesterday, and I've been working with her and her daughter, who is a little bit older. And one of the things we've been working on is communication. And when her daughter and her were talking about a different viewpoints on sexuality, um, this woman said, well, you know, that's not the way that I believe in sexuality, but, but tell me what you believe in. And, and it's that type of openness. It's that type of, wow, we can have a difference of opinion, but please talk to me instead of saying, no, don't ever touch yourself there. No, you're never going to have sex until you're 70. No, you know, whatever it might be. Instead of that saying, well, what is it that you'd like to know about the menstrual cycle? What is it that that you would like to know about sex and you know your 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 girlfriends or your boyfriends are having sex and what does that mean to you another mom that i worked with about 6 months ago her daughter was talking about how oral sex is not sex and what happened was her her daughter's phone was sitting on the kitchen table and her daughter walked out of the room and all of a sudden a text from a girlfriend of hers came up said don't worry about it oral sex isn't sex so her daughter comes back in the room and she said, honey, we have to have a conversation. 
I did not invade your privacy. Your phone was sitting here. It popped up, and your friend Katie sent this little note saying, it's okay, oral sex is not sex. We need to have a conversation. And, of course, the daughter said, Mom, you're breaking privacy rules, but... It was like mom said, no, I'm not breaking privacy rules. You know, you're 18 years of age. Your phone is sitting in here. This came up. We're going to have a conversation. The daughter at first bucked. I'm not going to talk to you about this. That was none of your business. And finally, she relented. And the woman just kept saying, the mother just kept saying, honey, we're not going to move on until we have this conversation. I want to talk about oral sex. I want to talk about what it is. I want to ask you questions about why you think it's not sex. You know, and so many times we think that the only form of sex is intercourse. Oh, my gosh, no. You know, there's mutual masturbation, which is a form of sex. Masturbating ourselves is a form of sex, for crying out loud, right? And none of it is wrong as long as people are open and aware of it. But oral sex is absolutely sex. Talking to your children about it is so crucial. Talking to your children about uh, the, the, the menstrual cycle and why it happens and what's going on is so important because if a young girl doesn't know what's going on, she's going to be afraid of it when it hits. Oh, my God, something's wrong with me. I know a lot of parents don't want to play this role, but guess what? That's what a parent does. 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text me, 941-266-7676. We'll get to more of your questions on sexuality a little bit later on in the show. Um, I also want to start going back to some of your texts, some of your questions. I saw a video when you, where you said most of us replicate subconsciously the love or lack of love we saw in our parents. Oh, my God, that's me. There was no affection, and my boyfriend is constantly nagging me about how unaffectionate I am. How do I change? I'm 39 years of age. Hey, this is scary. If we were raised in a household where mom and dad didn't hold hands, didn't kiss, didn't hug, didn't say I love you, then we kind of look at that as normal, even though it's not. We kind of look at the lack of affection in a marriage as normal, even though it's not normal. So to change at 39 can be quite threatening because we don't have the security. We don't have the sense of self-confidence to be able to reach out. And and I know some people say, well, they're just not genetically um, uh, uh, prone to be affectionate type people. And I'm going to say no, not at all, because when we were raised in a family where that uh, 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 there's a lack of affection and affection was not the norm, that has nothing to do with genetics. That has to do with environmental training. So if it was environmental training, you can untrain it, right? For, for 39 years, your subconscious has said love equals zero affection or zero affection or minimal affection equals love. And a lot of women, I'm just going to say because this is a woman who wrote this in, a lot of women who have this kind of mindset are also the type of women that lay on their back, spread their legs, and that's it during sex. There's no connection. There's It's a duty. It's what It's a responsibility. Instead of it being an outrageously pleasurable experience, it is just a duty. So we want to start first of all, by thinking about what it, what it is that it that would make us really feel loved by our partner. What did it, would it be that he would give us a massage? Would it be stroking our hair? It doesn't have to be sexually based. If you're not used to affection, think about what he has done in the past or what another partner has done in the past that's made you feel 
comfortable and safe? Is it holding hands? Is it stroking your hair? Is it giving a massage? Is it What is it from a physical affection perspective that you have experienced in the past that you've liked? I would create a list of this. I would write it out. Here are the things physically that I actually enjoy being done. Start by writing. You know, if you if you have to get professional help, and I say have to, if you if you feel by listening to me right now, oh my gosh, David, that is such a leap of faith for me to try to pull that off, then get professional help. Email me at talkdavid.com. I can give you a lot of good ideas. Now, this is going to sound very clinical, but write out a daily plan. You know that two times a day I'm going to text my boyfriend that I'm thinking of him or that I love him. Once a day, I'm going to hold his hand. While we're having dinner, I'm going to sit next to him instead of across the table from him. Just making that body move where you're physically in contact, your knees are touching, your thighs are touching, but you're sitting next to each other instead of across from each other could be a way to start the initial shift in physical affection. Maybe you'll write down that when we're in stores that we I'll hold his hand. Now, listen to this. There, there's a book that I recommend all my couples get. It's called uh, five, The uh, Five Love Languages. And, and in the book, it talks about how some people are, their love language is physical affection and other people, it's words of affirmation and other people, it's acts of service. But regardless of what your main love language is, all of us can benefit by enhancing a relationship through physical affection. There's no doubt about it. Human beings are meant to be physically affectionate with each other, even if it isn't your strong suit, right? But I was working with this couple where the guy is totally into physical affection, loves public displays of affection, loves to kiss his girlfriend in public, loves to hold her hand, loves to hug her, and she is averse to it. Now, I will work with her and find out why she's averse to it, and I'm sure it has something to do with her earlier experiences with a boy, or it could have been due to her experiences watching mom and dad. There's all kinds of reasons, right? But she's averse to it, which says that there's a challenge, there's an issue. When we come back from this break, I'll tell you what I'm to do, and the success is off the charts. 1-800-548-TALK. That's how to get a hold of me right now, 1-800-548-TALK, or text me, 941-266-7676, 941-266-7676. So glad that you are with us. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th, for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, success and miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to talkdavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's talkdavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. Talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. Are you ready to create the life you've always wanted? Here's what a few clients had to say about their coaching sessions with Master Life Coach David Essel. My life used to be filled with drama and chaos. David focuses on solutions. I have seen such calmness in my personal relationships and even my workplace. Getting out of denial about my uh, social drinking was a big step. I'm free six months now and feel fantastic. You can have what these clients have found working one-on-one with David at TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. 
Office machines and toner are a fact of life in every business. But why pay high dealer prices for your toner cartridges? Call the Toner Kings. They sell all toner cartridges for up to 60% less. The Toner Kings have been in business for over 18 years, and they offer free shipping and a 100% quality guarantee on every purchase. So head online to thetonerkings.com. That's thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. One of the reasons millions of people never recover from their addictions to alcohol, smoking, drugs, sex, or unhealthy relationships is that they don't want to heal in a group setting. Master Addiction Recovery Coach David Essel is sensitive to this need. So 20 years ago, he created a holistic addiction recovery program that's done privately, one-on-one. Since then, he's helped thousands of people recover through his highly unique holistic recovery program. Visit TalkDavid.com today, one-on-one from anywhere in the USA. TalkDavid.com. Is your relationship operating at its highest potential, or is it faltering and you see yourselves drifting farther and farther apart? Or are you single right now, trying to figure out what went wrong in the past so you can finally find and keep deep love? Let Master Life Coach David Essel help you resurrect or save your current relationship, or help prepare you to find the love you desire today. Visit TalkDavid.com to read the testimonials about David's work. Love is the answer. Let today be the day. Visit TalkDavid.com. Do you often feel like you've hit a dead end in life? Like no matter what you do, the challenges just keep coming back over and over again? Well, maybe it's time you read the inspirational book, Rockstar, Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. Rockstar, David Essel's sixth top-selling book, is a powerful parable that will give you the inspirational tools and strength needed to finally bring your life to a whole new level. Order Rockstar by David Essel for only $7.95 at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com today. The powerful book, offering a positive lift in our ever-challenging world. Are you ready to create the life you've always wanted? Here's what a few clients had to say about their coaching sessions with Master Life Coach David Essel. You know, in four short months, our sales have climbed more than 150% in what is termed a declining marketplace. I look forward to what we can continue to create together. David helped us rebuild our marriage after an affair. We can't imagine how we could have done this without him. You can have what these clients have found working one-on-one with David at TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Life is short, and it's getting shorter every day. Are you finished procrastinating over your biggest goals in life? Would you like to finally make a lot more money or lose that extra fat? It's time to stop talking about goals and actually achieve them. Master Life Coach David Essel can help you accomplish your biggest goals in life. Register today for any of David's life coaching plans at TalkDavid.com and get an extra session with David absolutely free. Visit TalkDavid.com today. tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Oh! 
David Essel in the box with you. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, welcome aboard. I think that's Sam Smith. Nathan, is that Sam Smith? Sam Smith, got to love that song. Absolutely love it. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, coast to coast, welcome aboard. Wealth, health, success, and more is <laughs> yours as long as you're tuned in with us. So before the break, we were talking about a woman that wrote in saying that she was not an affectionate person driving her boyfriend crazy. Um, a text came in saying that they thought that that was genetic. I don't believe that. I believe it's environmental. I think human beings are really meant to be affectionate with each other, environmental and or experiential problems can come up in, from a past relationship where that maybe they felt abused emotionally, physically, or taken advantage of. They can shut down physically. Absolutely, I can understand that. Being raised in an environment at home where mom and dad show no physical affection, that obviously would affect a 39-year-old woman who's never experienced it before and just believes that a lack of physical affection is just part of being in love. But those things can be changed. I really don't believe there's a genetic link to it, quite frankly. I think it's more environment and experiential. But then I was telling the story about a couple that I'm working Working with a young couple, the guy is very much into public displays of affection. His girlfriend is very much against it. And we're, we're going to get into finding out with her why, the causes of why that she feels uh, not necessarily interested in physical affection. But one of the things I had her do was just to act as if. And the result has been amazing. So they'll be walking down the street, and then she'll go, oh, my gosh. She'll remember in her mind, David said, just grab his hand, and she grabs his hand, and the guy flips out. Oh, I love it when you do that, and it is enhancing the relationship, even though she's doing it reluctantly at first. And I'm going to have her keep doing it, even if it's reluctant. I'm going to have her keep doing it because the response, she even said to me on the phone, oh, my Lord, I can't believe it. I scratch his back three times, and it's like he's won a million dollars. So why wouldn't you want to keep doing it, right? There is a block. And we'll find out what it is as I work with her. We'll remove it so this won't be as clinical for her to do as it is right now. 1-800-548-TALK. Text us 941-266-7676. And I'll help you out in any and all ways we can. David, cold and flu season. All my children have been sick over the past three to four weeks. It seems like all their kids are all their friends are sick, are sick as well. My husband and his brother, who lives with us part-time, have come down with the cold, and now we're trying to figure out, is there any natural remedy for this? You know, the one that I have seen more people benefit from is called Sambucol, S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L, Sambucol. It's the black elderberry plant, the extract of the black elderberry plant. I remember years ago, going back into the early 90s, I think it was early to mid-90s, Nature's Way, the, the vitamin company that is just exceptional, came out with uh, their their version of Sambucol, and it's an antiviral herbal supplement, and many, many people have taken it. It's a liquid, and maybe they even have it come out in pills by now, I'm not really sure, but S-A-M-B-U-C-O-L, Sambucol, and check it out. Check it out. Lots of people use it with great, great effect. And yes, yours truly has been battling a little head cold that uh, I received from my gorgeous little girl, Ella Rooney. And and as a matter of fact, I she oh this she has been sick for the last couple of weeks now, and Papa picked up whatever she has. But but I want to tell you today, 
We had her sixth birthday party at the skating rink, and it was off the charts. Ice skating, the first time she had ever been on ice skates. And for the first 20 minutes, they used these little things on the rink that you push around. I don't know what they're called. They're like little support things so that kids who have never skated before can skate. And then after about a half an hour of that, I said, come on, baby, let's go. Grabbed her hand, and it was the most precious thing to see her skating with me. I hadn't been on ice skates in probably 30 years. I'm not kidding you. It's probably been at least that long. And we skated around the rink, and she was falling and getting up and laughing and saying, this is so much fun. And then she would fall again. Oh, it was just awesome. Uh, she didn't stay on the, on the ice very long. She was bouncing back up and grabbing my hand. And as we twirled around, it was so much fun. But but I actually, as, as I'm sitting here on the show looking at this text saying, I've got to get some Sambuco because I haven't been using it, and I need to be. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Uh, let's see. I started dating a woman six months ago and found her on the phone with her ex. She lied at first and then was honest and said that they talk every few days. Uh, I told her that it has to stop. She agreed. Then I said, I want to see her phone every night. And she said, no way. What should I do? Oh, my gosh. The very first thing you got to do is probably sit down with a mediator, a counselor, sit down with someone and ask her in front of them why she feels the need to hide her phone. I think that's really important. You know, in our work with couples, we have created something called the 97% 3% rule. And that is this, 97% of things that couples argue about are a waste of time. Our ego got hurt, got bruised, uh, we were self-centered, whatever it might be. But 3% of the things we argue about, we need to come to a resolution with. Because if we don't, they will end the relationship. And to me, this would be a 3%er. If I was dating someone and we were monogamous, assuming that you guys are monogamous and we were monogamous, and uh, and she was talking to a former partner and admitted it, but then said, no, you can't look at the phone, that would be an issue. That would be a, it should be a big issue for anyone who's in a monogamous relationship. Now, you've been dating each other for six months. So number one, I would say, are you monogamous with each other? Have you had that conversation? Have you said, we're not going to be having sex with anyone else? We're not going to be flirting with anyone else? We're not going to be involved emotionally with anyone else? If you haven't had that conversation, then I would ask her. Are you ready to be monogamous? One of, of the traits of a non-monogamous relationship is what she's doing. You know, she is hiding the potential of you finding out that she's still in contact with a former partner. And that says maybe she's not ready. She might say to you, you know what, I love you very much, but no, I can't be monogamous. I can't promise that right now. Then you've got to let it go. However, and then decide if you want to stay with her or not, right? However, if she says yes, I am ready to be monogamous with you. Then, then this is where you'd have to pull the plug and say, then look, it. if you're going to be monogamous, I've already caught you in a lie. I don't feel like having to worry about are you connecting with someone else. So you'll have to prove to me on a nightly basis, looking at your phone, that you're not contacting him. And if you're not willing to do that, then 
we've got to go and work with someone or we've got to end the relationship or something. But you can't let it sit. These are the things that let's say that you let it sit. You just go, okay, I'll just trust her. And then 60 days from now, you find her doing it again. And then 90 days from now, you find out that she's been seeing him on the side or something and you're all pissed off. Well, the reason you're all pissed off is because you did not take care of it when it initially happened. If you guys want some help, Email me at talkdavid.com. This is the work we do for over 25 years. We've been working with couples, helping couples to either save the relationship or we help couples come to a conclusion that it's just not the right fit. Either way, get off the fence. And I would not put up with that from anyone, and I would not recommend any of my clients put up someone put it, hiding the phone, putting it away after they've been caught. just ain't going to happen. Hey, coming up in the next hour. We've got a great, great interview set up with Diane Gray. She's the CEO and president of the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Foundation. We're going to talk about end of life, how people can use it as a transformational time as their partner or friend or loved one leaves us. Interesting concept. David Essel in the box. TalkDavid.com is the website. More to come. Stay there. Are you ready for a miracle? Hi, David Essel here, inviting you to join our 10-week course, Success and Miracles, beginning Tuesday, October 7th for 10 straight weeks. You'll be joined by many other success-minded people who want what you want, Success and Miracles. Whether it's love, wealth, or health, go to talkdavid.com right now. This teleconference series is open to anyone in the USA. That's talkdavid.com. Join the course, Success and Miracles, to change your life now. Talkdavid.com. That's talkdavid.com. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at TalkDavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at TalkDavid.com. David.com.